0: here from nashville tennessee this is the ruined radio podcast yeah. what's going on guys i'm jake jones to my left is justin, justin. borshaw yes Woo. hey hey what's up uh to his left andrew stanton from the rock band disciple what's going on hey guys we got a celebrity in the house <laughs> <laughs> Celeb,
1: yeah, I got a blue check mark on some kind of social media. I just, well there you I go, do. I do think which that's all it takes, yeah, you're officially famous. I, I don't know. Verified? Yeah, I'm verified on, um, Friendster?
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, there you go. I don't Nobody know, if I me. I know. <laughs>
0: That doesn't mean anything. Friendster? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I've never <laughs> heard of that. Uh, we have Brooks Holt. What's going on, man? Waffles. You've us. been gone way too long. It's true. It's like a month. We're We're back been five episodes so far. Yeah. I've been gone for a lot. Dang, man. I
2: miss God. all the good stuff. We got. I'm back yeah. now, though. Luke Andrews, <laughs> Okay, Caucasian Invasion. He keeps saying that. Yeah,
0: that's uh, not a thing. The trend that's that, that will never Siri calls me on the phone. That's not a Caucasian invasion. Just because siri calls you that doesn't mean that's a thing i Uh,
2: didn't know you were asian cool yeah
0: caucasian no that doesn't mean that's (laughs) (laughs) That's. okay anyway and moving on what's going on guys
3: hey
1: well justin's (laughs) got a video rolling over there no (laughs) don't don't worry
3: about that (laughs) looks like someone's home video reel (laughs) don't worry about that i have fail compilations on
0: most of the day (laughs) i can get lost in fail compilations this one
3: yeah i just i just scrolled down oh wait i usually (laughs) am pretty pretty good about my (laughs) my search criteria and you know i've seen a lot of them so i dig sometimes but this is you this one's winning. For, uh, nah, I just <laughs> I just <laughs> discovered um, on Instagram a guy uh, has an account called Hall of Meat. Hall of
0: Meat. Oh, so good, man. Those, no, those fails are priceless. Yeah. Oh, you typed me in there.
3: That's right. Yeah. The, 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 the skateboard guy. Oh, dude, that was so that
0: good. That was a good one. I feel like the beautiful thing Thank of Gordon. of fails and and the name fail is is uh, that it pretty much put America's Funniest Home Videos out of business. It did. But dude. they still they still have AFB, right? They do. Is that and still it a has, thing? Yeah. It's like
3: Carlton from The Fresh Prince is the guy
0: now. <laughs> <It's>, dude, <laughs> dude, I would watch <laughs> yeah, it for man. Wait, for I'll real. Just no, for real. I hope you're right. No, I dude, I just watched it. Wow! I just watched
3: it. Yeah, they got awesome. rid of the other. What was the t- something? Uh, they had a bobblehead guy. What
1: was his yeah. name? <laughs> I about. Yeah, we would be do all week at that show. They're just like, you know, if you've got a funny little video, mail it on. Never ryan we'll just find it on YouTube. We'll exactly, it on. It's, yeah. ba- it's
0: basically <laughs> fail fail blog. Like, yeah, just
3: they yeah. must have some guys that scour deep for that stuff because some of it i haven't seen before and i've seen a lot so <laughs> well, you know like, you yeah. know
1: your stuff that yeah. show ridiculousness is the same thing yeah no, I've seen that's, that's just that the show, stuff yeah. that can't go on AFB. so
0: much better yeah, <laughs> yeah. well have yeah. you seen the terry cruz show no i did that's what it's called um it's i think it's fails like america's best fails or something like that but it's terry cruz and he has a panel of celebrity judges and they watch these fails these fail videos wow. and they yeah. watch i think like. Three at a time, and you are uh, six or something like that, and then the celebrities each vote on their favorite one. Anyway, it's really funny, but it's Terry Crews. That's uh, you know, you got a good job, it, <laughs> right? It's like, what, Cruz, what are you doing today? Yeah. Looking at fat people fall off motorcycles,
3: isn't there almost All the day same long? Um, Premise is Rob Deer didn't he have something just yeah, like yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. ridiculous? ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous so yeah, but too, I mean, yeah. it was the same exact format, right? I mean, yeah, others, his yeah. stuff oh. is
4: more like. Pg thirteen, like it's yeah. the stuff that won't make it on Afv yeah. and stuff like that. Afv, there's so. like a winner, yeah. and you get like
2: a cash prize of like fifteen grand. Mm. Ooh, do whatever someone's like scorpions
4: on ridiculousness. That's my favorite thing. yo yeah. That yep. must
3: be a sign of the times. Like fifteen <laughs> grand. It used to be like a hundred thousand bucks. If it used you had an
0: awesome video. I think yeah. it was like fifty thousand dollars for yeah. the episode winner, and then like. A hundred thousand dollars for like the season winner or something. Hey man, life was yeah. good in the '90s, dude. That was, <laughs> was dude. Yeah. That was the only place you could watch fail videos. Was America's Funniest? <laughs> Maybe film that's videos. why they can't afford
4: to give out the big bucks anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's because oh, not yeah. as many people are watching. Nobody's
1: anymore. watching it. Yeah, yeah. Way more people are falling too. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's not as valuable as it used to be. It's, it's not a race. Now we got those the, hoverboard
3: things. Yeah, that's You've true. got
1: Razor Scooters, uh, lots of, Dude, you know, scooter squad. you got the new <laughs> trikes, yeah. those yeah. little, little yeah. big wheels. Everybody
3: thinks I still that. want to make one of those so badly. Everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> thinks they're Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Except for yeah. they're
4: not. I am. Did anyone else see Hawk. the compilation to stuff of like the day after Christmas, everyone on their new hoverboards just busting butt?
2: Dude, oh, yeah, so yeah. Good. Going into the Christmas trees
0: I, I was driving in here this week from, from my house and my neighbor. Uh, like grandparents and parents were out in the front yard watching little junior on his hoverboard trying to do it <laughs> down the sidewalk. Dude, we were was, in
4: Target on Sunday, and some dude uh, pushing his grocery cart on one oh, that was rolling. No he had
2: like a gold one yeah. and like a chain and everything. <laughs> and that <was laughs> good. That's, that's good. hard. Please so tell me he was like little. No, yeah, was little that, winning, like actually. that looks
1: pretty legit. <laughs> and then that's balance. Like he's like that's like
4: his safety net. It's but, like you know? a. Segue. It's fun when you see it from pretty the side though, but you don't see his feet. Looks like he's just floating pushing the cart because you don't see any like body motion. Yeah. That is incredible. So
3: I can tie two things in together. We were talking about bat bombs, but <laughs> yeah, those hoverboards. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I'm on. Yeah, it's going to be a tangent, but those hoverboards are burning up. Oh like, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. They're oh, made in China, yeah. and these people are getting yeah. them for gifts, and they were burning houses down. Speaking because of so the yeah. burning house on fire. Is there like it, freaking, it was just on uh, fire? The lithium batteries will just Uh-oh. like freaking blow up. Anyway, and you she were talking. about that gun a little different. You were talking about <laughs> incendiary. Yeah, bat bombs. So yeah, with so tell us the story about bat bombs. Okay,
2: here we go. So I I think I've like individually had a conversation with every single one in this room. <laughs> I have room not heard about, about bat bombs. <laughs> okay, World War Two. Batman? This is totally legit. I looked it up
0: on the internet Lord. and everything. Oh, so sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: 100% true. Uh, but, yeah, there's, like, so what we did was uh, we had, like, a big, giant bomb. That was a we as in shell. the United
0: States or we as in you No, oh, like our
2: families? Yeah, our families got together and made a militia. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, the United States, like, made these big, giant hollow bombs. We bought millions of bats from Mexico. And what we did was, like, we tied little incendiary rounds, timed rounds that blow up for fire, obviously. Uh, so wait, it, like, I, have, I have a question about like so is Mexico like As a, a, a b- bat dealer <laughs> Yeah no, They have these caves They have these caves Of like millions of bats In there But anyway So we bought a bunch, bunch. We put them in Like these uh, big shells Like 100,000 each uh, in Per bomb Dropped them over Different places in Japan In World War 2 And uh, they would They would all The bomb thing Would land All the bombs Or all the bats Would go out And like roost Like under cars And houses And chimneys all across japan they're all timed at the same time and they would go off at night and just burn like whole villages and cities and everything down <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so horrible. yeah in, so yeah in re- like in response to that was the balloon bombs uh which you've probably heard about so Japan uh, got, yeah, like, the incendiary rounds and stuff. With the trade winds. Yeah, and put them in, like, the jet streams and stuff over, which are still being found. Brooks, like, mm-hmm. the last one was found, like... A couple years ago. In Alaska, I wish. I wish.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was A couple of years ago. I don't remember no, where it was. it was, it was it like, somewhere in South Carolina in, or something. Oh, really? It was somewhere wow. in, the, in the U.S. <laughs> yeah,
2: and but most of them just, like, went over, like, different like tree lines and pastures and
3: stuff in America. And so now the Chinese are breaking adolescent bones and burning the houses down on Christmas. Yeah, and they're still bitter <laughs> <playing> it <laughs> so they're like putting bad batteries in our hover- hoverboards oh, to get oh, us man. back. The, Freaking that's communist. the whole plan, yeah, for, like we'll cool. the capitalists this way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize for that last 5 minutes. <laughs> anyway, moving on.
4: When you first well, said I've, bath bombs, I thought you said the word bath bombs. Bath bombs. Cuz I was just introduced uh, to what those were too.
1: <laughs> Yeah, wait. I Dude, saw an that's Instagram why I was video. It's yeah, how you that's clean large so. amounts of dirty people
4: at once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and <it's> bath bombs. <laughs> bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, and I'm, my brain was just so confused. Yeah, which both are equally as
3: cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I would love to neat, do that. Weird. Take bath bombs to the pool and jump in. <laughs> so, <laughs> the whole thing sounds like
1: a Batman story because bat bomb would be you know Batman's thing, and then. Balloon bombs is the Joker totally does that true, in the original man. Batman movie. Oh my
2: gosh! mind. And my this is mind, how we know the Illuminati just... is real. Yep, one hundred percent. That is. This is how we you know yeah.
1: for sure that all of America's good stories have to do with World War Two. That's true. Yeah. And Batman, one hundred
2: percent. Yeah. yeah.
1: Why, well, yeah. dude? Well,
4: if you combine both, it's just the
1: greatest story America. ever. Captain um, America. <laughs> Saving private rhyme. Yeah. There's at least two movies based on World War Two that I can think of. As far as <laughs> as, as far as, as we movies. know all
2: the movies Theory. are based Theory on is World like War Two best I think that was World War One though. Are- no, yeah. that was World War II, Fury. Yeah, yeah everybody has good haircuts. About the tongue <laughs> cut guys. Yeah. No, I, I watched that movie and I was like, man, I want a cool haircut better. like that. I just got this what? weird freaking fro thing going on. I
3: like your fro.
1: Hey, Shia used out. to have a fro <laughs> thing too. You could look just like Shia <laughs> in that movie. The,
3: yeah. <laughs> so, how you doing, Andrew? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. right from Shia LaBeouf, we're into how you doing.
1: Right. Uh, nice move. I'm, dude, I'm good. I'm great. Uh... Uh, living in uh, Nashville. Um, East Nashville, got our first house, yeah, East Nashville. Oh, you're cool. You want to give and out your address? Super cool. Yes, yeah, there's you people can, uh, that would probably like that. Drop mm-hmm. by, we're at um, uh, 1020 Music Row. Ooh, uh, <laughs> really? I think that's like the Capitol Records building for Nashville or something. Whenever, <laughs> whatever record label is. You're living in the parking
3: lot right yeah. behind the dumpster there. Congratulations. <laughs> you you can't bring in. snacks. It's a do, house that uh, wasn't
1: made for humans originally.
3: Nice. The so you the mentioned been converted. You mentioned you just got back no, uh, from Germany, and you were a little concerned because yeah. of the recent terror attacks. Tell us about that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. So, uh, at the cozy house for the holidays, and we take this break in Germany or break in December to go to Germany for this festival every year. It's super awesome. This is my fifth straight year doing it with either I Am Empire or Disciples. So nice. Super. Uh, fortunate to have been able to do that for that many years in a row and um it's a, a really fun festival a lot of tradition and stuff and um we're flying through istanbul in the midst of all the yeah, Paris uh, terror attacks stuff so we actually ended up rerouting our our journey to go through dublin instead of uh, istanbul also turkish airlines is kind of sketch Kind that of. That nice. sounds good Were they the airline that like, <laughs> yeah. lost
4: two planes? Was it Turkish? Or was it no? That was Malaysia. The, yeah, oh, okay. Malaysia. Yeah, yeah Malaysia but error. the Turkish Yikes. Airlines
1: has the highest percentage of like crashes from pilot error. <laughs> oh, <that's>
2: <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> like they're <laughs> basically our whoops. pilots are pretty mediocre. You should.
1: Yeah, we we researched a little bit. Uh, Kevin did and found that <laughs> they were. Uh, crashing like you know on approach like one time they landed in the taxi runway oh, uh one time they, oh, they no took off when our plane was going to be landing and all this stuff happened where it was all really preventable and uh, i guess they're just you know hiring pilots faster that they can train them so uh we we're like you know what we're just gonna have like 13 year olds to fly the planes re- Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> train child, young. child labors wow. 14 hour shifts all you
3: have to do is hit autopilot. Just <laughs> it's probably going to sound racist, but what are the in-flight snacks like? They you got know, like dried bugs and, and falafel. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's awful. I mean, I'd be down
1: with some falafel. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what... Mm. Uh, turkey, maybe they pass out Zildjian symbols yeah. halfway through. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I think
0: that'd be worth the risk. Hand yeah. hammered.
3: Nice. That's no, I, I
1: really don't know. But um, on uh, Aer Lingus, which is the... Irish airline we went through Dublin yeah, and we actually how you did say that. uh yeah
3: <laughs> I know I
1: was like they didn't think that would, would translate you know they didn't think about it. they speak English you know Aer Lingus, it's not like it means something else I don't know uh, I don't know <laughs>
0: I don't know yeah. what you're talking about.
1: I it is the Irish, <laughs> the name of the big Irish airline. Nice. Has the four-leaf clover on the plane. You get lucky. And, luck. uh, oh you know, all gosh. the flight attendants talk like the way from Touched by an Angel, so you feel very... Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Touched by, by an Angel. Very accommodated. Yeah, absolutely. You're close to the heavens. The so orcs um, preparing you have signed us to come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <but> depending <laughs> on how the flight goes. So what kind hmm. of food on that one? So they had, like... Um, Potatoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. P- like, potatoes and meat. And <laughs> Bangers like, and like, mash? Like, yeah,
0: the most, like, yes. prototypical Irish stuff. Um, Guinness? Uh, they don't serve water. They only serve Guinness. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: I, I think they <laughs> only served, like, <laughs> everything but water. You know, like, <laughs> poured every day. <laughs> like, water? Soup. I don't know. but Every time somebody orders water, you get booed. But, um, you get, booed. I didn't see any Guinness or anything, but I will say the the water in europe in general you guys probably know this they drink carbonated water so you have to order water without gas if you want regular water or say uh, still water oh, because oh. they just drink you know carbonated flavorless water but i actually really <laughs> like that <laughs> like me and my wife drink it at home so it's no big deal for me i just take it but uh, all the guys are always like you know oh yeah i'll have a water and then it gets there and they're like ah, oh, can't have another one without gas <laughs> it's, like, it's like a dead sprite not so fast yeah exactly Nice. but uh i think carbonated water is good i don't know what the big deal is you know it's like all the health benefits <laughs> of water with a little more entertainment <laughs> a little, a little More little <laughs> entertainment. Entertainment. Oh, yeah. positive that's, that's you, good. you can get the dasani with a little flavor hint it's i bet i don't drink
0: water i don't believe in it it's uh oh, that's good. That's, i'm with you dude this will not apply to you even. soda uh, or coffee soda or coffee <laughs>
3: flexing right now flexing got that cake after the holidays man trying to lose that weight so much food yeah
0: my wife had me doing t25 this past week and it's my own fault i'm the one that wanted the t25 i got it like a year ago i was like yeah i'm gonna do this i did it for like three weeks i think and then decided it just wasn't worth it I would yeah. eat some kale for a month or something yeah. and hope that oh. that would do the trick and stuff. Well, no, what's
3: with kale lately? I don't know. <laughs> it's a trend. It's, just... it's been trending. K- I watched this some Fox <laughs> News Hashtag thing. kale. It was the Hashtag biggest like, after the holidays. K- it, was the it was the biggest trend. The biggest search on big
4: Google. Google. Oh yeah, I heard like people, like, yeah. trying to be
0: healthier. It's like kale, a bunch so of that how to make kale going and then It's going to be... Where's the local pizza joint? Dude, I've worked after in food and it's true, man. I, I worked at a Moe's Southwest Grill actually just up the road for a little while. And that was so funny. January first, man, we sold nothing but fish and chicken. Just the the bowls. No tortillas. No carbs. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that lasts till about February, middle of February, beginning of March. And yeah. I need the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the wrecker extra <laughs> cheese, extra meat, extra sour cream.
1: <laughs> you know our drummer Joey. Uh, he loves Moe's, and he used to work there. And uh, they have this thing called the Joey Bag of Donuts, oh. which I guess. You call the Joey because he's telling me how much he loves it and that he used to work there. And I was like, Oh, what's your uh, what's your main thing at Moe's, Joey? He just goes, The Joey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Yep, yep. That's a burrito with no guacamole. I know it very well. Okay, and, yeah, there you have it, nice. I worked there way too long. Justin worked there too for a while. I, I was going like, to say... I feel like it, calling
3: him and get him on doing a little bromance over Moe's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we
0: could
1: we could FaceTime him. Yeah. He's If I know him, he's got his phone in his hand right now. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> at yeah, all it's time. all
3: about you, man. It's all about you.
0: <laughs> man, well, I, I, I think a, a lot of people would be really surprised um, to know kind of that timeline. I was talking about working at Moe's. I worked mm-hmm. there for three years. And this was after we as human did winter jam. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, shortly after we did winter jam, we recorded our first, um, our first full length. And for three years, I was a, um, a shift manager. Um, and it's kind of, fun, it's funny. It's one of those, uh, things people think that we make a lot of money on mm-hmm. tour that yep. we, uh, you know, that we're just rolling in the dough back and the day job. I won't speak for you. I know you guys are probably, you make your, you know, stuff your pillows with cash and they're rich. Your bunks yeah. and your yeah. bus yeah. O- are all cash. Only
1: with 20s. Only with 20s? okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs>
0: okay.
4: Well,
0: Take it back then. No, no, but yeah, for three years, and it's it was not simply to pay the bills when we weren't touring, but yeah. it was also to pay the bills even more so for when we were touring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you um, got to save up. Yeah. It's, just to go on tour. Yeah? It's true. It's true. I, 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 I will say for myself, before I was in a touring band, looking at, bands like disciple and i mean even other bands bigger bigger bands uh, you know, I kind of had this idea. Oh, you get signed to a record label. You make lots of money, and they give you millions of dollars. And I was hopeful. Yeah. We moved to Nashville in two thousand and eleven. I was like, ready. We moved to a little apartment, and I was like, man, as soon as this record drops, shoot, you yeah, know, be driving the nice <laughs> cars and making up? all the yeah. money. Well yeah. you expect it, at least they're gonna take care of you, but uh, exactly your base yeah. at least your
1: basic necessities. Yeah. yeah, you think that maybe they'll feed you, but no, it's it's very stark um the reality of the industry being the record labels don't have the money anymore to do that it's not like they've got all these bands that get all this cash and then the christian bands don't get any or something well it's just uh yeah i mean i won't say that there's necessarily (laughs) like an even playing field but it's i think across the board now um the record label i was with was tooth and nail so i guess i can only speak on that experience and it's just um, a situation where, you know, they're not, like, paying for, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of guys, you know, like, under oath or whoever is on uh, tooth and nail these days. I don't know if they're f- officially back together on a label or not, but, you know, it's not like they're buying them Lexuses and sending them watches for Christmas, and it's, like, it's not 1985.
0: It's, right. Yeah. It's, uh, I would even say ni- it's not 1999. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. We, it was it was Pretty funny Napster. There, there was yeah there I mean there was a there was a moment when it shifted drastically we so we were on Atlantic Records uh-huh. and um, ever heard of it? ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you ever heard of Bruno Mars I don't know Metallica Led Zeppelin um, and so that? I would say of, of all the major record labels they are definitely yeah. if they're not at the top they're darn close um, oh yeah well, it's yeah. them in Pacific or neck and neck <laughs> but you know yeah. i mean deep super deep pockets <laughs> if uh
3: <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> if, super deep pockets, if
0: there yeah. was a record label that could afford to buy the lexuses and all of that sort right? of thing yeah. they would be the ones um but they you know we got a signing bonus uh when we signed to them mm-hmm. we get a, a and it's not a bonus it's an advance it's a recoupable advance that you have to sure. pay back but even you know going into the second album cycle same kind of thing um but it's it's not, that doesn't mean anything. And I think a lot of bands come into it thinking, oh, well, I all the hard work's over now. I'm on oh, a yeah. record label, I have a booking agent, I have a manager, now I can kind of sit back and let them take over and just focus on the music. And that's not the, the case at all. The fact, the reason you got a record label, the reason you got booking, and the reason you got management is because they looked at you and said, oh, these are really hardworking guys that are willing to do the work, so we can, we, that's less that we have to do. And unfortunately, what I think happens too often is, the bands get the deal. And they're like, okay, I don't have to work as hard anymore. And then the labels like, well, what are you doing? Why aren't you working as hard anymore? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, i worked <clears throat> at Moe's cause I needed the money and, sure, you know, we'd go on tour and come back and like, all right, well yeah. credit cards maxed out time to, um, you know time to to pick up the job again and, <laughs> yeah. and if you're lucky and yeah, this dude. is not just our story this is so many stories uh, in nashville if you're yeah. lucky you get a job you get in good with the manager and he lets you leave for tour and come back otherwise you're getting a new job every you know every month every or month, something two every months. month yeah
3: yeah but on that so one of the things i do and you do is teach guitar lessons yep raise a little capital you want to tell us about your guitar teaching experience (laughs) how much you love i love it i love teaching
1: yeah i do too i uh taught for about five or six years at a little music store in california when i lived there oh sweet so i would work at the counter um five or six days a week do one day a week of lessons go on tour they'd let me you know go and come back that's really cool yeah it was like dream situation um and uh i think they just i haven't Talked to him for a little while, but I think they just had to close. Really? Hmm. Yeah, 40 years uh, of business. That sucks. Guitar Center finally torpedoed him hard, man.
3: Well, Guitar Center's not yeah. doing too good. I hear are about mm-hmm. the to good torpedo themselves. Oh, yeah, man. maybe. Yeah, maybe it was that's them. too bad. Yeah, but, um, mom and pop shop going under like that.
1: But, anyways, I got a lot of good experience with it there. Super thankful for uh, my time and all the skills I gained there through that. And um, so, I, I just took that to doing Skype lessons now. So, I just do that oh. from the home studio, and it's really awesome. Um, if you, uh, yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, Facebook me, Andrew Stanton Music on Facebook. Dot com. Nice. Uh, nice. There's a little message button. You can just
3: message me, and I'll see it immediately. Any of my and students uh, listening right now? Uh, you better not. know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Don't thinking I about it. You. See, I, you should. He's, you he's, down. he's the real
1: deal. You should. You should take lessons from Justin if you want to learn really hard, fast stuff, and take lessons from me if you want to learn Stairway to Heaven. Oh, uh, whatever, and bull
4: crap. The Beatles. I'm calling bull crap. It?
0: If Mary Had a Little Lamb is your thing, yeah. You know twitter jake I, Underscore. i usually get w- to whatever. i a little lamb by jake, like i'll be giving you a call like so. whatever whatever <laughs> <laughs> no it's awesome the there's there's student. plenty to go you. around i was for sure
3: i remember um thinking that it was like my idea to do Skype lessons. Cause I never, I never heard about <laughs> yeah. anybody doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I think I met you and you said that you did, I was the first person I met. I was like actually doing Skype lessons too. Yeah. Um, and I was, it was really cool. And then all of a sudden I realized like a lot of people do it. And then there's some big fish. I don't need to mention names started coming in and doing it. And it was kind of like, man, this is crazy, but it, it's been good to me. I mean, I, I saw I, that too. Yeah, yeah, I just noticed yeah. like all these guys started doing. It. I think they stole it from us. I think a lot <laughs> I think of them. So. Did, to be honest with you, the oh, OGs. Yeah, I, not I trying started.
1: To I started in uh, what, it, what like summer 2013, and I know it wasn't the first. Yeah. But I want to see timelines.
3: I was right <laughs> around. <laughs> the right, same. right think, yeah, yeah. I think I started doing it around <laughs> the same time. Like uh, no, yeah. like no joke. Probably the same time. You, you know, yeah. wasn't inspired by you, but no, you know, I know we both no. kind of started. doing it I remember the first
1: time we met. Um, we talked about it and yeah. it was like,
3: oh yeah. I do that
1: too. And Super it was, cool. It's kind of that awkward, like, you know, you're making it sound like, oh, I, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah me too. Shot put? Yeah, me too, you play Justin. shot
3: put? Oh, yeah, I play shot put, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a shot put wow. connoisseur, man. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love <laughs> teaching. Funny.
0: Man, I, I do have to say, you were a big inspiration for me um, because I I actually kind of got I got Justin hooked up with a job at Moe's um, ah. uh, working in the back as, yeah. as the prep guy. I got lucky. And uh, it's funny, actually, the reason I stuck around at Moe's so long was because our, my manager was Tom Reardon. And Tom, most of, of you up, listening Tom? probably know who Tom Reardon is, but he was my manager at Mo's. The guy was 20 years old, managing a store and doing amazing. And so I stole him. I made him our tour manager. Yeah. We hired him and and uh, wow, that's the, cool. He the company let him come back and forth. And then eventually, he, I think he moved on to, to do some other stuff and I has got a different job but you were a big inspiration to me because we were both working the nine to five going man this sucks I don't want to do get, this anymore yeah. you get minus money for doing a job like that <laughs> like they literally know. like you're <laughs> like they will <laughs> you. you you're
3: clocking in and then the, the, the interest is already accruing you 60 hours a week you get it. a lunch that you pay for and then you get
0: to yeah. go home
1: <laughs> it's, it's so true but yeah you were a you big inspiration go around
0: and order from your
1: well, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll
0: have uh, it's so that. true it's so true yeah but he he uh, watched this guy he was like you know what screw this I'm gonna do something for myself. And so he left and started doing yeah, uh, yeah. the Skype lessons that I've been producing for a long time. Uh, I produced back in New Mexico. I had a studio. And um, and so nice. I, I finally uh, was kind of like, man, I should get back into that. And I thought, you know, living in Nashville, there's a, everybody's a producer. It's a joke. Everybody's yeah. a producer. Yeah. I see a lot of funny memes. People send me stuff all the time. So I thought, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to make a dime doing this because there's a lot of amazing people around here. And there, there really are um yeah but i also learned just like with you know guitar students there's you know there's enough to go around um as long as you're good at what you do and both of you gentlemen are very very good at what you do uh there's going to be people that that will uh pay attention and um and be able to learn from you and so that's you know I, I, it was just cool yeah. It was cool watching you do that watching you step away from that that job yeah,
3: well, and, mutual and you've inspired me to produce and we're producing together woo-hoo-hoo. and you should all just high five Everybody's or something. <laughs> man. Everybody's producing. Look, yeah, uh, me and Brooks are yeah. producing. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know they were still
2: here. Yeah, are <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> still over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> still here <laughs> gleaning.
0: Like, wow, wisdom just being. Me and Logan just like rock paper <laughs> scissors <laughs> over here while y'all are talking. Yeah. So yeah. I want to, awesome. give some props to Luke for these really awesome <laughs> <laughs> slippers. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. heck yeah! These are Shout out to the Wool Shop. I'm over here. My feet are
1: sweating with jealousy. Yeah.
0: As they should be. <laughs> yeah. Hand so Luke, tell me about these. So these are handmade and they're actual sheepskin. Sheepskin,
2: heck yeah. Uh, awesome lady. Her name's Roberta Thompson. She's like 80 years old. She's really good. She works for my dad at like leather smithing, all that type of stuff. And she just handmakes them pretty. That's,
3: they're
0: great. Pretty they're sweet. sweet. Yeah. I love it. Merry
3: Christmas. <laughs> Probably just going to wear these for the rest of the winter, at least. I would. <laughs> who time. needs real
0: shoes? Dude, I've got a pair
3: Christmas.
1: of uh, moccasins that I wear around the house yes. pretty much all day yeah now that i work from home doing the lessons and everything it's like yeah living the dream wearing the moccasins yeah yeah. (laughs) those are the work boots slippers (laughs) so cool putting on the work boots (laughs) yeah it's a interesting dynamic working from the house because my studio room is sort of separated so like i can go in there and you know be isolated but yeah, it's a weird concept to like not have to like. All right, I gotta leave 30 minutes before my shift starts. Or right. Something. Yep. It's like, you know, at like 3:29, I get up and walk upstairs to do a 3:30 lesson and <laughs> put the bag of chips <laughs> That's really down. cool. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russian crumbs hey, are the episode up? of Bones. <laughs> yeah. Put tail. the TV
1: on mute. All right, so you uh, yeah. can still see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw photos of your <laughs> studio. It looks
3: great, man. I'm gonna yeah. have to come check it out, dude. Absolutely. I can't believe Why I haven't been have over. To come and jam. I know I, I have no room to talk to give you any crap because just, I've been invited over a few times and couldn't make it. But yeah, <laughs> 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 it's cool. It's a long I wanted long to, long to come over for New Year's, but babies. Yeah, for those of you watching and
1: listening, you might not understand that just because we all live in Nashville doesn't mean that it's not an hour drive to
4: some an hour
3: yeah, that, and people <laughs> are on the road a lot. And yeah, it seems to be the
4: ongoing thing, too. Everyone says, oh, yeah, let's hang out, and then no one ever hangs out. Oh, yeah, but yeah, let like, Oh, yeah, out, let's, let's hang, let's hang, hang out up this that's week. That's because it's no,
3: one of those <laughs> things that you say at the end of a, like, yeah. conversation with somebody is just kind of like, can I have something yeah. to say? <laughs> and then, and then, like, <laughs> you'll really find out in a month who's really? serious. to you yeah. get people to hang up. Yeah. Oh, well, let's hang out, man. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. hang out. I don't you. See you. Okay. <laughs>
0: nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, It's nearing the end of the conversation. Let's hang out. <coughs> let's hang Some out? Time. Oh,
3: let's hang out. Let's hang well, out.
0: Well, hey, I was going to
1: ask you, since I'm here, but the whole lesson subject, um, how it is for you really being like a teacher instead of a player because like as a guitar player you're always trying to become better in practice right yeah and um there's like that sort of ladder <laughs>
3: yeah for me it's like no sorry did i cut you off no i was just <laughs> I, I was just more. gonna
1: say but for teaching it's not really like about like being the best guitar player not at in all the room it's like no, having it, that teaching dynamic and relationship
3: being the most prepared the most articulate and um having good ideas that you can translate that because yeah, you can play yeah. something amazing, but if they can't retain it then you're not doing your job. So yeah. You have to be able to convey all the points the right way and make the light bulb. I think for me, like going over modes when you when you really start to like for guitar players, guitar players don't really learn theory when they start because everybody's just kinda like bedroom hero and not, not everybody, but most guitar players like yeah. bedroom heroes yeah. jamming some power chords, just learning songs. They don't really learn how a key cycle works and how the modes kind of integrate through um chord structuring and harmonic backdrop all that kind of stuff that's just like over the head but when you start breaking through that stuff it it really empowers students so i mean that's where i focus on really trying to drive that home because and then you can just make music then it's like yeah i know how to play a key cycle i can write some awesome riffs i know how to modulate stuff and you know i'm good to go most people want to
0: write awesome music i can i can totally play (laughs) <laughs> like a G,
3: whatever, whatever. This guy. The thing about Jake is he's like the most talented guy at everything, and he, he plays dumb because he's really arrogant. He's a Jake of all trades. He, no, he does uh, this. He does it. He's arrogant. He's I'm, a really arrogant dude. I'll yeah. pick up the guitar and shred better than everybody when we're you know off camera and be like, whatever, buddy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw that's
0: you. I think that's that's the defense. That's the. Yeah. I'm a. I feel like I'm I'm a crappy player. So if I just <laughs> overdo the, I'm a crappy player in front of everybody at least maybe I can get a laugh and whatever I'm glad shit. that this video I'm in guitar royalty right now so
1: existing for us to bring to light
3: Jake's arrogance and
0: oh put it, it's mm-hmm. horrible put him dude. up for public yeah, no execution no idea man socially
1: no speaking.
3: idea he goes to like yeah. little league games walks out on the field takes the bat <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> kids suck does the What's up t yeah, I've seen
3: it man I've been with this
0: guy for <laughs> t- years on the road T-ball my jam mm-hmm. T-ball we don't, we don't touch <laughs> T-ball that's what I do <laughs> Jake T. Ball Jones. Jake T-ball Jones. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look at some yeah. photos from when you were a kid and put it in the video. Yeah, we'll be we telling ta- we ta- we ta- our
1: grandkids we knew T. Ball Jones. <laughs> T. Ball Jones. <laughs> <T-ball> Jones.
3: <laughs> <T-ball> Jones. <laughs> have a new my, my name. Oh, T.
1: Ball Jones. <laughs> 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 man, that, see, now he's got the best name. I know. Oh, no.
0: Stop showing off, well, man. Well, well, Non-stop, well, you back know, to back to Not back. everybody can, can be able
1: T-ball. <laughs> t- 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 <laughs> I really do want to get some uh, recording advice from you guys, though, because I've got that like, you know, been in the room for however many records experience, but the, uh, like you know detail work They're you know probably important
0: things <laughs> <laughs> he does the air quotes yeah I can
3: way. I'll give you a really quick breakdown this is going to blow your mind but I told Robert Venable dur, this dur, when he dur, was in dur, dur. Just go on, get the best plugins and just do all the presets. Preset, 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 <laughs> preset, 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 <laughs> preset. Good to go. Save buttons. While as long I as you kind of know like where How's things should go and route and all that, kind of just presets. Yeah, I retract preset. that last comment. That. I'm set. I know as much <laughs> as you. And I think I'm going go to you. You know, Watch a
0: couple YouTube tutorials. Presets. <laughs> I just, it's funny how that works. We we did a, an EP back in 2011 with a guy named Nick Raskalinox. Now, Nick Raskalinix is amazing. He produced Foo Fighters and yeah. Alice in yeah. Chains. Rush, Ian Thornley, oh, uh, Evanescence. Ian Thornley. Just a couple of little nobodies. I'm totally name dropping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, just like some bands from like the local scene right. you know, of.
3: Still trying to make it. We needed vacation money, <laughs> so we did us after. No, that's probably. What? Whatever. We're going go to go to New camp. Stay I'll take off for we that human. retirement
1: yeah. nugget. I'll get we as human in here. T- no, nah, man, we're not a no, retirement get nugget. To the golden we're like a
3: weekend of Vegas nugget.
0: No, but the guy is absolutely amazing in fact he's he's the uh he's my favorite producer uh by a long shot that we worked with uh but it's funny we we blackbird i mean there's not a better opportunity in nashville tennessee there's not a bigger studio that has a a wider variety of of equipment than blackbird studios and i just i was so excited being a a producer started you know in my bedroom and, and moved on up started making money at it i thought man i'm gonna learn so much but I was just so excited. I was caught up in the moment and I don't think I learned a thing The I think we were there for two weeks. I don't think I learned Uh, a single thing out of his studio. (laughs) Uh, And I, I, which actually I think is a really important key to a recording studio is that we felt so comfortable. uh, We felt so comfortable working with him. We were so excited just to be hanging out that it kind of was like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of cool stuff in here, but I'm, I'm, I'm more amped about what's going on. And, uh, and I think that that atmosphere can be created anywhere. Um, and, yeah. you know, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that, you know, the microphones were worth more than my life. Uh, it, it was just it was just cool it was it was just fun and and you know nick had a really great way of creating that atmosphere and the studio itself was just a, a cool place to be and in fact we actually i think we i think we tracked most of it in their h room and yes each studio starts in alphabetical order from a wow so we tracked an h which i don't even think is the last one in line no um and <laughs> and and it was like i think it used to be an office building it still had the drop ceilings and the you know the square rooms but it it was so all that to say it wasn't the most inspiring room necessarily but the experience was was really cool because we had a guy who was just so excited about the music we were making
1: yeah i think a lot gets lost in the the whole lore of it's an expensive studio in la or new york or whatever and the room has blah 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 um But, yeah, I I think that the energy of the people and the character of... I mean, if you are using a lot of microphones, the character of the room, of course, is going to be important. But the way that recordings are done now... I know in Nashville, a lot of the time, they'll do a drum studio. like uh, We just did drums for our Vultures EP with Ben Phillips um, down there in um, um, Berry Hill uh, in in Nashville. And uh, super awesome guy you know just the whole setup it's like a studio about this size is set up for drums he's got you know this vintage lugwood kit but it's just an old house it's just an old house with hardwood floors and you know some old like pillow looking soundproofing up it's not anything crazy but he has a preset pack for like tune track superior because his drum that sounds, sounds like are yeah. legendary sure so he does. You know, he's awesome. he's played for you know <clears throat> jake owen and every big country artist so it's cool. like a, a big deal and was it awesome to do drums there and did his like room and everything add to the recording absolutely but I think you know still more than anything the guy playing it Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really yeah. you know in the songs in the parts and if you get past um, the whole lore of that stuff down to the core of it you can really get a lot of good products you know those legendary records aren't always made in the million dollar studios like um, you know, like Van Halen one was recorded in like you know eight days. Wow. You know, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll record eruption just yeah four <laughs> takes and we'll use the one with the least amount of mistakes on it. You know, and um, the the way that bands get to that level, they get vaulted, is usually on a low budget record, right? Yeah. And then yep, sure. the follow up always bombs because it's like this huge expensive
0: and yeah, they have all the money and, <laughs> yeah. they're not, and it yeah, becomes all about the. <coughs> All the cool things that you can do, and it gets. Yeah, th- that's actually that was something that we talked with uh, Robert Venable about. He was on here yeah. um, a while back, and and that was that was a big thing. Was it, you you said exactly what he was saying. These legendary records aren't necessarily made in legendary studios, um, right. and you'd be you'd be amazed, especially in Nashville. It's funny. I was somebody was asking me um, about you know what's cool to do in nashville and i said well you should go check out music row mm-hmm. uh, but i kept to thinking about it my first time to ever drive down music row i was thinking am i am i in the right place yeah is this it
1: yeah it's a little underwhelming like the um being from california going to la every now and then as a kid and seeing san francisco on the weekends
0: and stuff it's like there's this kind of ritzy factor and nashville doesn't have it it's houses they're all houses. Oh, all these yeah. management, mm-hmm. business management, publishing, uh, record labels. I mean, a few of them are in are in like office buildings, but a lot of them are in their old houses. That yeah, and old. I mean, old like over a hundred years <laughs> old. Old <laughs> yeah, and they they go in and they turn them into recording studios and all kinds of cool things. And, um, and I think that really kind of captures the Nashville vibe too. Yeah, it people, does. People it's... want that kind of vintage, oh. just feel about their life.
1: Yeah, the whole like cliché part is the hipster thing but yeah it's really that you know more simplified country vintage feel um one of the artists i think is doing a really good job capitalizing on that in the right way is this guy Jason Isbell he's a uh kind of like new wave country singer and he lives and records out here and it's just super you know raw um hearty recordings you know kind of like he's like a mellow springsteen oh yeah you know and um i don't know how accurate that is but that's kind of what it strikes me as (laughs) and uh it's very simplistic on the recording side you know not a lot of uh, production value or whatever but the songs and the energy and character of everything is really good so i think that's you know really important um and then plus when you're doing that first record like we're talking about you've usually had a long time to write all those songs and practice them and you get that relationship with them, and then you go to do your you know follow up album, and you've only had two years to tour, write, and now record a whole another album, and it's not always enough time. You know, it, it can be like a lot of bands will put out an album every year if you let them, but yeah, um, a lot of times it's not enough time. But you got to be on that you know uh, capitalistic schedule of a record every two years, and uh, you know I wonder sometimes if people would get a way better record if they waited like uh yeah Def Leppard did <coughs> Hysteria it was supposed to come out in 1985 I think and they weren't that happy with it so they just scrapped it wow. and started over
3: <laughs> and back released. when you could have some money to do that kind of thing you know yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah this was
1: also uh yeah back when back yeah when were... 20 million for the record was like a cool 20 million what and yeah some so change. it comes out in 1987 and was, of course this is this huge record but um yeah I liked Pyromania better, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I'm with you on that one, actually, Pyromania. Yeah. yeah. So we got a question. We threw it out there online. to kind of have some Q&A session going on here. Sweet. A little Q&A with some people on social media. Jamie wants to know, since moving, mm-hmm. what do you miss most about the Bay Area? Sure you from Bay Area. What part of the Great Bay Area? Question.
1: What? I'm from San Jose. Okay. 408. Nice. Um, that's the the only number I can throw out there to represent the barrier without being affiliated to a gang. What
2: do you <laughs> that? that's, that's the area code? Oh.
1: There's a lot of numbers that I won't say that okay. at all. Okay. But um you miss about it. Uh, I don't miss that. <laughs> okay.
3: Don't miss the gangs.
1: <laughs> don't miss the uh yeah, gang activities. Um I mean the weather is the easiest thing to say because it could be sixty five any day of the year there. So that's, that's pretty that's awesome nice. yeah um but Nashville weather's not bad the thing i miss the most without a doubt is mexican food uh, dude yeah yeah i miss yeah, you I'm know west, you. Coast. Yes, yeah. west coast
3: socal like cali yeah
1: yeah i mean even in seattle and washington state you're gonna find some good mexican that's food true. and Very out true. here i've literally gotten costco chips and tomato sauce as a chips and salsa that I paid for at a restaurant. So um, it's, yeah. No, I've been there. <laughs> it's, so it's ridiculous. B- it's so gross. And, yeah, to go <coughs> from San Jose really has, or California maybe in general, it really has its own kind of Mexican food too, which I think most people at least white people will say is like the best yeah. <laughs> kind yeah that, that's like you know the the perfect like you know midnight burrito or whatever Midnight burrito or, <laughs> or <laughs> breakfast or yes. lunch or dinner like i would do you know four days sometimes i, hear you. I think
3: <laughs> yeah i miss that too anyways, Dude, i just stick with Moe's and chipotle one yep. more well there's there's a ton we could go on forever but <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of curious i'm cool okay two more three more can do a bunch um, favorite guitarist chance wants to know who your favorite guitarist is Who's inspired you the most? I want to know that who who's okay. inspired you as a guitar yeah. player the most like Van Halen you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, Eddie Van Halen great question chance Eddie Van Halen without a doubt. Yeah um, Yeah, he was the guy for me where I was a fan. I really liked Eric Clapton when I first started playing and um the other guys that my parents would listen to, you know, yeah. more mellow. And so when I was kind of trying to find my own thing, I started discovering, you know, Ozzy and uh, Metallica and and those bands. So you get those, you know, you know, the big guitar hero. Sure. Oh yeah, guitarists slash. Uh, and I liked them all a lot, but there was this like certain sound that I knew I had heard before um, that I just couldn't find. And I finally, uh, when I was 15, heard. I really listened for the first time to Panama mm. uh, from 1984 and that was like it for me uh, you know knowing a little bit of, about how to play guitar for a few years and then hearing that it's like wow you know you go from this mode where you're talking about um, Bedroom Hero playing yeah. power chords yeah. you see you know you playing the supertones and blink one eighty two and some forty one and the things. Yeah, jumping off the bed frame, you know. Yeah. Mm. So about that. And you go from that mode where it's like you're just moving chords around and playing notes and then you hear something like Van Halen where the the whole instrument is playing Yeah. An entire piece of music all at once. Yeah. Like like it's like Mozart. Absolutely. Uh, He's playing like it with comparison. power
3: drills yeah. and tapping it in his foot and all I mean, that guy's incredible, man. Yeah, <laughs> <Power laughs> and the fact and power that drills? Paul yeah, girls, pound
2: cake, dude. No, Paul Gilbert, yeah. man. That's straight Paul Gilbert. Was that Paul Gilbert? Yeah.
3: Eddie did it too. I, no, dude. Yeah, I, I think Paul Gilbert was Eddie the first did it guy. First, that, man.
2: Why? Well, you yeah, sure? you're a little too young for this conversation. Oh, no, dude. I'm I'm pretty cultured. He might have it because Racer
1: X to <laughs> they they put guitar picks on the drill they bit. Did,
3: but I thought Eddie was Eddie grrr. was in the the Smithsonian interview. He was talking about taking <laughs> drills and putting them up against the pickups and stuff back in the day. Like, I think like
2: am the biggest Paul Gilbert fan. He autographed the back of this guitar neck for me. Wow, he just went and got an no, autograph of Paul Gilbert. No, <laughs> he did, I know, <laughs> But was, I don't think <laughs> Paul was <laughs> the first. <laughs> no, Mr. Big. It was Mr. Big, and like there's videos but of Eddie like Eddie was doing that
3: stuff before. I mean, I'm pretty sure Eddie did, Paul did it first, first was, man. Uh, so, you egg. wanna make a bet? I do. Well, we look I do. Uh, I don't, I don't right. even know coffee from well, you're, Kimmy
0: G wait so while you're looking that up <laughs> bet, okay. bet some yeah. coffee from Kimmy G Heck yeah. yeah research Shout department okay. alright so uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a couple questions here Christina Strawn Smurf Cena on Twitter um, yeah okay yeah so she asked a couple questions she asked about the City Rock Fest tour which I'll let you talk about in a minute if, if, if you're so inclined oh yeah uh, but this one I thought I'm reclined I thought could be uh, I thought this one could be funny what's the weirdest <laughs> Christmas gift you've ever gotten weirdest and that <laughs> could like be dangerous that because that could yeah, be like no. a christmas gift from mom if mom hears this I'm yeah, sorry mom i could
1: ruin my relationship
0: with my family right now <laughs> uh
1: no uh, it's actually a really funny story and it's just from last year uh last christmas i went home and uh my wife and i my parents and my brother are doing a gift exchange and it's it's really not that weird of a gift but the situation is weird uh, I told my wife I wanted to go to Toys R Us to get her something she said oh that's perfect I want to get you something there too I said oh that's funny so we go and uh, I got her Battleship because we had talked about how we never played nice. board games and we used to play that when we were kids so I found this Battleship and like I check out by myself and put it in like a opaque bag and I'm waiting for her. and then she gets me something and we're like you know oh, this is so weird you know at <laughs> Toys R Us so then we're at my parents house and we open it and uh, she, she gives me, okay, you open yours first. And I open it, Battleship. Oh, well, <laughs> both got each other, Battleship. So I just, I don't, I don't say anything goals, and though, just hand huh? her hers. And she's like, what? <laughs> I thought you wanted that. And then she opens it and it's, you know, hilarious. And then uh, right after that, literally the next gift was my parents gave my brother something and he had asked for a vinyl of his, one of his favorite bands, The Deer Hunter. And then now there's also a band called Deer Hunter.
2: it's not the
1: deer deer hunter hunter. d-e-e-r d-e-a-r i forget which one has the the but they got him the wrong band so he opens it and he's just like (laughs) Like, this is the wrong deer hunter and then uh i'm i'm pretty positive the next gift we got my dad a fitbit Uh. and my mom had (laughs) said that he wanted it so we got it for him, and he opened it and had no idea what it was. He thought it was like a, you know, some kind of new iPod. <laughs> so oh man! It was like oh, four sweet. gifts in a row of just like falling flat oh. on our faces. But the the good news is we have two battleship games, <laughs> and my dad actually loved the Fitbit and like still uses it. So we <laughs> don't was... have like battleship tournaments though. I know we should. I well, we got one of them was electronic, so it's like perfect for you don't even have to you know say like
4: hit or splash it tells you oh that's awesome yeah so you said your favorite game is battleship what are, what's everyone else's yeah. favorite board game because i me and my friends we oh. used to play video games like all night and i don't know it was like right before we got out of college it immediately transitioned to board games from video games and now we never play video games anymore <laughs> like whenever people come over it's like monopoly awesome. or risk or Catan, oh. just random
0: games Dude, my favorite board game is easy it's a game called quelf Dude, I just played
4: that for the first time over decade. Christmas.
0: It was so <laughs> much fun. Our old bassist Dave, uh, him and his wife had the game Quelf. Huh. I, I don't remember even really how to play, it other than oh there's like God. ridiculous. You have to like yeah. do ridiculous things. Yeah, so
4: like there's it's a card and you have a little token and there's different colors and you so you roll the dice and there's like red, blue, yellow, green, whatever, and you move that many spaces and there's a different theme card for each color. So there's like, um action or stuff yeah, like was one of them yeah, yeah category, there's one where you pick one of two categories and it's like types of fruit or something that's the color blue or you can get really complicated <laughs> each person has to answer the question wow it just keeps going around so that you have to act out bits and it's hilarious but yeah yeah,
0: yeah i just played it the other day for the first time Quelf, Quelf is a, a really funny game. It just kind of puts everybody in a weird situation. I right.
3: remember wrapping weird. myself up with toilet paper to be like a mummy at one point in that game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. I never played this game.
2: When
4: wow, that be the one at Walmart
3: one that
1: uh, quantifies that.
3: Yeah. I, I thought
4: you were just gonna stop it wrapping yourself with toilet paper and not say that it was part <laughs> of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were just
0: gonna stop there. One time I wrapped myself in toilet paper. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta just wrap yourself in toilet paper, man. Sometimes, as a
2: man, you. What's your favorite board
0: game? Yeah. Oh, I. I thought you
1: said, what's your favorite toilet paper game? <laughs> I said I'm a little hard of hearing.
0: That's uh, funny. Well, I, I do have a... Bible quizzing. <laughs> Bible quiz, no. <laughs> um, it. I do have another, favorite? Uh, another question. Let me find it. We could go Bible. Yeah. We should you. talk about the Bible. Um, no
1: joke. One time a runner was driving us and Disciple around, and uh, it was like a dead quiet in their minivan, and we're on the way to the airport or something, and she just goes, okay, guys, who's your favorite Bible character? Can't be Jesus.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. But that was "Rock the Desert." I'm pretty sure because I think we got the same runner. He
3: told you, yeah. I told you, probably have. somebody up north. I can just hear that and like that. You oh, may hey? have even been in the video. Who's, yeah. your fa- okay. who's your favorite Bible character? Eh? Hey? Don't oh, you know? You? Betcha.
0: Well, okay. So I, actually, this uh, I think this is a really good question uh, and something I've been thinking a lot about yeah. uh, as I approach thirty. And there Phone may or we may we not put- be people in this room who have already passed thirty. Sorry, uh, vampire. I don't don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Luke <laughs> uh, this I'm is a really 30. good one this is from Carolyn Castro she's Carolyn Castro 3 on Twitter uh, and she says uh, what's a bit of wisdom you would want this younger generation to know but I'll, I'll take it even uh, a little bit further um, like a, a piece of maybe touring wisdom like uh, sure um, and I, there's a lot of parallels you know between just band life and and living life, living dreams and, and trying to pursue what you love to do. Um, but what's something you've learned? And, and I want to kind of get into this here in a minute, but your, mm-hmm. your story, um, yeah. you know, you came from California, you were in, um, another band before disciple and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just piece of inf- uh, information, piece of information, uh, just a, <laughs> sure. a bit of wisdom.
1: Well, um, let's see. It could be so many things. Uh, one thing i've been thinking about recently is you know kind of going with the times here is um since we've moved and everything i've got this new um awesome group of friends including you guys and all the dudes that we know in the circles of bands and stuff which is pretty awesome uh because even when we were touring in i'm empire everybody lived in a different state so it was like just this Mm -hmm. separate world you know uh and before that it was like my dream to you know Roll deep with the guys from Pillar and (laughs) whoever, (laughs) and uh, uh, it's it's really awesome. It's exactly where God wants us to be, and I couldn't be happier with it. But the amount of like uh, missing I do from my friends back home, I just really value my friendships and the uh, uh, people from my family and all the people that made you know sacrifices and concessions and teamed up with me to to do things in music or just in life and you know they're all spread out over the country now too i'm not the only one to have left home aka the most expensive city in the country right now Oh wow, <laughs> and uh it's it's a normal thing for you know a non-tech tycoon to leave san jose but um just thinking back on all those years and all that time like valuing the friendships and relationships and really seeing the amount of investment that they did in me and hopefully that I did with them and we had that in a a friendship. Uh, Just valuing that is really important. I think uh, maybe for younger people nowadays, social media has replaced so much of the sense of worth and belonging that you got from your group of friends. And I was really fortunate to have a great group of friends. You know, we Didn't really get into trouble and uh everyone was pretty nice, you know. Uh had each other's backs and stuff. Um, but I value that so much, like especially those, you know, junior high, high school years of friendships. And uh I would just say to the the younger people out there to to value those relationships and not just to, you know, keep them and like their stuff on Instagram, but to really invest in, you know, um those relationships because you'll keep those for your whole life like I, I even heard that when i was in that stage of life like these are the friends you'll have forever you know and um i was just oh yeah of course they are but it, it really is true like those, those uh group of guys are like you know always gonna be my group of guys and whenever i get to go home and we get to like my best friend got married a couple months ago and my other best friends were all in the wedding party too and you know it was like cool. this awesome reunion so um you know between being away and then seeing them when i go back is like this big uh, uh value on that now so i would i would say that i guess for for younger folks uh and you know that ties into touring a little bit with being gone and everything um and for people that want to be musicians it's going to happen you know? you're going to have to leave home uh whether that's moving or just spending most of the year on the road so you know learning how to keep those relationships i think friendships intact uh is important um but i'd be happy to elaborate on something tour related if that's too vague
0: <laughs> no no that's good yeah. uh, well I, i'm curious um and I, I think justin knows a little more of your story uh as far as how you came to where you are now and he yeah. even started to tell me earlier i said no no, no wait don't tell me um because I, <laughs> I wanted you to tell me because i you know i don't know yeah. um, thanks for the hype so <laughs> what's
3: dude, like, I was letting it, it out, like pressure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jake was like stop. <laughs> drop the beat. Don't tell me. <laughs> when will the beat drop? Um no, so how did you yeah. uh, how did you get to hear I what's, do you stuff? What's man? your story? I think I think, I, think I so one thing, I w- w- lived in Austin, I moved mm-hmm. to New Mexico, I lived in a, a literally a village, middle of nowhere. I nice. didn't know any musicians, I was not in contact with people in the industry <sighs> whatsoever. I didn't know anything in all I wanted was somebody to just tell me how they made it. And actually, uh, the first concert I ever went to—excuse <clears throat> me—was a Disciple concert in nice in early early two thousands, two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe. It's awesome. Um, and uh, by God, era. Yep, yep. And it was it I'm was the mistaken. first opportunity <laughs> I ever got to stand in front of a rock yeah. star, somebody who I truly just loved, admired. Disciple, my favorite band, and I asked. I asked Kevin, how, how do you do it? This is what I want to do, but how do you do it? Yeah. And it's difficult because in a, in a signing line, like I was in and, and it was a little bit different. It, the crowd had kind of subsided. So I got a little bit more time to chat, but there were still other people, you know, and I get it now, but at the time, you know, he was, there were just so many people, you don't have enough time to really sit and tell that story. And even sure. after that, I had, you know, I had some other people that I got to meet usually via signing lines or maybe a VIP or something. And you, you know, I would always ask, cause that's what I wanted to do. How did you do it? What's your story? And I kind of got the same answer a lot of times. Well, you know, you just got to work hard, pray, you know, make sure this is what God wants you to do and just pursue it. You yeah. know? And, um, and while that's a hundred percent true, uh, you know, they're really, and the truth is there really is no one way yeah. to, to quote unquote, make it, um, but, but uh, you know, I think definitely the more stories you can hear, the more you can learn maybe how this guy did it or how this guy did it. You know, it just, it can, it, for me, it just kind of gave me some little pointers of some do's and don'ts, but uh, I, I'll shut up now. What's your, what's your story? How did you, how did you get to here?
1: Yeah, well, that's all really good stuff that you're bringing to the table because all that, um, that whole spiel has become a canned answer, I think, for uh, people that are in church and want to do music or want to do anything artistic, really, that becomes the, you know, just make sure it's what, you know, God wants you to do. And like you said, that's absolutely true and absolutely the most important thing, but it kind of becomes this, like, stock answer for us, right? Um, The most important thing that I could uh, fit into a one-liner is opportunity looks a lot like hard work. And, you know, you guys know this from playing and recording and all of you guys you know hours of practice to play one song Uh, that's kind of the microcosm for i think anything in life that you want to do the opportunities that you get don't just arise they don't just come people tend to uh maybe over spiritualize which sounds maybe blasphemous uh not saying that something couldn't be spiritual but thinking of things in this way where it's going to fall into my lap, you know. Uh I'm just going to find a wife or I'm just going to find a band or whatever. But the opportunities to make decisions in life get presented to us through the decisions we make leading up to them. So I think the decision to work hard at something presents you with the opportunity to make another decision to uh you know, join a band to Uh, ask somebody to marry you or to uh, say yes I'm going to take this job whatever it might be making the move across the country and that's something maybe gets you know overlooked uh, amidst the um, important spiritual side of things you know prayer uh, listening for what God wants you to do is another important thing you know not just I can feel it man God wants me to be rich or you know whatever it might be like It's it really should be something that you feel like I'm gonna sit in a room by myself and pray and just listen for what God wants, and uh, you know I'm not I'm gonna be honest with myself about it. You know that's a pretty difficult thing to do, but um, I think if you do those things and you work hard, that's how those opportunities um, will will come your way. Um, It's good stuff. Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's good. Um,
1: Is was that. I'm totally no, that, getting away from the no, point. No, it's okay. No, that was, great. that, that <laughs> was, was really. I cool. was gonna add. Yeah.
3: I can. I can add a little bit if you guys yeah. don't mind. Um, yeah, you have to. You have to be the right guy at the right time. Obviously, everybody wants to feel like they have a calling in life, and that's true. Everybody does. But this industry is so difficult to navigate through. Um, you got to be good at your instrument. Also helps to be a really good songwriter. So if you yeah. can write good songs, and then if you can present good songs by making great demos. So you, there's a techie aspect to it. Yeah. And from there, if you can beat down producers, you know, a couple of them sitting right here, and shameless little plug, <laughs> yeah. but no, finding <laughs> finding the people that can pr- to take your material and, and present it in a way that's going to really have an impact on people in the industry. I mean, so if you're really good at songwriting and you can play your instruments and you know, you can, if you're a band, obviously you got to be able to play good together and have a chemistry, mm-hmm. then it's something to think about. Then it might be something and obviously if it's a calling, then God being first and that that's the... the the hardest part of all of it is staying committed. I mean, really being in the Word. Yeah. If you're doing it for the Lord, which is a noble pursuit, you got to have the skill, so you got to practice your instrument, it helps to write good songs, helps to be able to make great sounding demos so that you can attract people then you gotta know who to contact to help produce and to put your music out to the populace. And to be a good person. That helps a lot too. I I think a lot of people, I didn't, when I started out, I didn't know that. I just thought, like, you're amazing and somehow, like, something magical is gonna happen and all these people are gonna, like, want you to come be in their band or something. It's not like that, you just gotta work, you gotta have opportunity, love Emphasis
2: on the work. Yeah. yeah, you
3: got to, well, because you've got to be the right guy at the right time. So if you're the Absolutely. wrong guy at the right at the right time, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get the gig. You know?
1: Right the, wrong um, you're the right guy at the wrong time. Be the right
3: guy at the wrong time. I think we're
1: onto something with the song, guys. Yeah. Right, right guy at
3: time. The wrong, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yeah.
0: Sounds sounds like it could be a hit.
3: <gasps> so I'm done.
0: I'll <laughs> yeah. leave it at that. I think that. I think that one That's my exists. moment of musical. <laughs> well advice my my question That's for good. you was how did you get to where you're at like yeah so when did you start playing guitar when did you decide no yeah. find out whatever that you wanted to be a touring musician when did you you know you was i am empire your mm-hmm. first band or did you have other bands leading up to that how did you wind up in disciple
1: yeah well uh it all started with my dad he played guitar and um played at church and stuff and Taught me a few chords, so I started playing, and, they and how got old were me. You? I was uh, uh, sorry, eleven. Okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. a whole nine? millennium
0: ago, actually. Heck yeah. I'm trying to figure out your uh, age now. Yeah, I'm 27. Oh, okay. For a couple more. Months. the same age. So. Wait, when's your birthday? March fourth. February sixteenth. Nice I turned 20 Whoa
1: nice. bro You're Blue so man. old What's <laughs> up bro
0: You rub <rubbed> the <laughs> Get the cobwebs out of my eyes And my armpits every morning Sorry I derailed your story So you were 11 years old right. Your dad was teaching you bar chords and stuff Yeah Oh yeah He was teaching me How to
1: strum I think the first song I learned to play was Lola That that old 70s yeah, song baby. Yeah baby Those first position chords and they got me in lessons, and Ooh. I had a great teacher, um, this guy that played jazz, so he would teach me how to play lead. And I learned everything by ear, memorized uh, scale positions, and I'd learn these jazz arrangements that he'd written just by memorizing them, like we'd like do a little bit each week or whatever. And um, it was really fun, and he was very free-form about it. We didn't have a curriculum or a book or due dates or anything. So it was like, very I fun. I like that form of
0: teaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: try to stick to that, but also supplement. Cause I also, you know, I didn't learn anything about the academic side. So I l- had to learn all that later, you know, what's a key, what's a yeah. time signature. So I kind of, uh, I'll, I'll do tabs. Do you use guitar pro in your <laughs> yes, lessons? Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. changing. Yeah. Pro. I've I'll been on it for lines. like three yeah. months now. I, I yes. encourage my students to get it. Cause I can just yeah. send the, the actual file. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of the best $50 I've ever spent.
1: For sure, indeed. And uh, I I like to incorporate that for that reason, but I loved playing uh, with my teacher, doing the lead stuff, and then I'd learn how to play the supertones with my friends, and that kind of turned into us starting bands and stuff. So I'm Empire was my first real band. We weren't always called that, we were called Impact. Which was a great name.
2: <laughs> impact. Impact. It's, it's like, like we as humans w- w- push w- first. W- push, push, push I mean, push impact. That's not that's not horrible. These are all like WWE w- 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 band names. I think the problem was John it only Cena. Bush. Yeah, John. Z. Our next band <laughs>
1: and uh, John Cena. Yeah. So Impact was me and Austin from I'm Empire, and uh, we had a bunch of our uh, friends played with us over the years, and they're all awesome. And um, they just kind of interchanged with, you know, whatever, going to
0: college or so dad guys, says I have to quit. And, and you guys were on Tooth & Nail, right? Yeah. So how so did that happen? Tooth and nail we nice.
1: we uh, were called Vespera for a while, and we kind of became a cooler, like, local band, you know, and uh, had people come into our shows, and we are in this, like, music scene thing. But then someone else had that name, so we chose I Am Empire in the wake of that. And um, we... Played and recorded on our own for a couple years before the Tooth & Nail thing happened. And then we did two records with Tooth & Nail and did touring for, um, I guess, four years. Did, you know, touring hard tours in the van and everything. Some of them were great, like awesome, you know, life-changing tours.
0: And now you guys are signed to Tooth & Nail, which is, you know, a major record label. Yeah. Um, Now, you might call it a Christian record label, but... You know, mm-hmm. the bands are Under Oath, uh, Reliant K was on Tooth & Nail for a while. Is that right? Uh, they might have been, yeah. I mean, growing up, that was all I had. You know, Supertones were Tooth. And now these are guys that are, um, you know, yeah, they're everything. breaking outside of the Christian realm and, and doing well outside, and, and yeah. you're still in a van, right?
1: Yeah, and it, it was a dream come true. Like, we were going to sign with a, another uh, smaller label called VSR, uh, because they were going to give us a really great record deal, and um, Tooth & Nail had offered us kind of their stock thing, and we were looking at it like, well, you know, we can do that, and it'd be really good, but, um, you know, this one's got better, like, numbers built into it, and then Tooth & Nail passed on us, so then we are going to do this other deal, and then Tooth & Nail changed their minds. I guess our manager um, had, you know, done what we wanted, and must have nailed it because we got a better offer from them and ended up taking it. So it was really cool. And, uh, I loved being signed to them. They were a uh, great record label to be a part of, cause they have that built in fan base. You know, if you put out a record, there's automatically however many thousands of people all over <laughs> the country and the world, are just going to get it because it's tooth and nail. And I think we got most of our exposure that way. Uh, but yeah, as far as tour support goes, you know, not not yeah. really a lot in the way of that. So, we had our own van and our own gear, and we used our own money to do the tours, and you know, got paid nothing on our own. And this and, is with uh, this is with a record deal. And yeah, as we went into the the label, we thought some of that would start to change, and it never really did. Um, there's you know, classic miscommunications and. Um, your typical uh you know things where we probably got taken advantage of a little bit but at the end of the day i'm empire is a band of five best friends we grew up together and we're all really nice like we would be mean to each other sometimes but we're all real nice and we didn't have like a like a leader like an alpha so we kind of did the democracy thing and um you know thank god we had five people back then (laughs) and uh it would just turn into this scenario where like we didn't really protect ourselves as much as we should have so i don't put any blame on tooth and nail for any of our hardships because you know it's not their responsibility first of all they paid for our records to get made that was the deal and that happened and it was awesome and the two records we did were couple of the best experiences in my life. Um, we did one with Rob Hawkins here in Nashville. So it was our first time coming to town here. It was awesome and that was, record was called Kings. I love that record. And uh, I love the second one too, it's called Anchors. We did it with Brian McTernan in Baltimore and he'd produced a bunch of bands that we grew up in records that we grew up loving like Thrice and Circus Survive and um, nice, cool. Hot Water Music and all these bands that, um, you know, even if they weren't like the classic rock level for me, it was like I grew up with artists in the ambulance in my CD player in my car, and now we're recording in that studio. You know, yeah, that's, that's cool. And it's a super nice state of the art studio. It's a warehouse where there's like a, a loft that you live in upstairs, and oh, then wow. the whole bottom level uh, is this um, state of the art studio. So it's like this insane experience where you're l- literally living in the studio for a month right in downtown baltimore in this like amazing part of town that's oh, so awesome baltimore school yeah i really bonded with that city and, and we were there for you know fourth of july and very patriotic and you know it was nice enough to where we'd walk around every night just you know walk around downtown and explore and you're in the harbor with <laughs> the, the bay water. yeah yeah, yeah it's cool stuff. very cool we went nice. to camden and saw an orioles game oh yeah and we did some of that stuff in nashville too but it was a lot more like um you know, we stayed in uh, this little. I drove by it the other day, and it trips me out to see it still, because like that's like a different universe in my mind, you know. But it's this little Quality Inn in Franklin. And, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, dude. We'll drive by it on I Franklin, feel, Franklin yeah. Pike or whatever. Dude, so so we, you know you stayed oh, we stayed there before. We stayed at the Yeah, you know, I've I'm there By the Wendy's. Yeah, on off days, oh, like on okay. off days and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's backyard burger remember.
0: used to hit that. Yeah, up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, um so what happened? So you guys chapter. So you guys recorded that record mm-hmm. um, obviously your band uh, is is no more am I correct in saying that
1: yeah so I'm Empire is uh, not doing anything anymore but um, basically what happened is uh, after we recorded that record we wanted to you know follow up and do a tour right before that record we'd done this great tour with Emory and some other bands and it went really well so we are kind of ready to keep it rolling or whatever But uh, after we recorded it, we got our release date pushed back a little bit, didn't get any tour offers. So we spent six months not really touring or or doing much. And this was waiting on the release of the second record. And it ended up being from when we recorded it to when it came out, it was nine months until the record got put out. So that was definitely a bummer. Um, But at this point, we didn't have management anymore and uh, didn't really have a booking agent. We were just sort of floating. Uh, we'd lost our guitar player Dan So we'd been a four piece for about a year And uh, at the end of the day I think we just kind of ran out of steam Because all that happened And then Austin got married And I got engaged And uh, our drummer was about to get engaged And we're all looking at this like Okay, we're all you know 25 We still live at home with our parents And have no money And you know we're always working And always trying to tour And all our money just goes into this thing And where's it going? And then in the middle of that, I was trying to maybe play with some other bands. So I talked to um, our friends uh, and spoke in Spoken, and um, we were gonna try to do something where I came out and played, and it didn't work out. And same thing happened with Project '86, and I was kind of bummed because neither of them panned out. So it was like, oh man, that would have been that would have been cool. And then uh, we went to Germany for the second year in a row. It was kind of our like, you know, out of nowhere, gonna go to Germany play this festival again. And uh, it was awesome. And that's where I met Disciple. And that was the last show for Micah and Israel. And they okay. just got Josiah. So they were really overhauling the band. And I literally said six words to Kevin. I was like, you know, hey, how's it going? And, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to uh, just, you know, just you and Micah now that Andrew quit the band. And he's like, oh, we got this guy, Josiah. And Micah and Israel actually quitting too. And I was just like, oh, cool. If you need someone to do a tour, I'm available and he goes, you know, aren't you in a band? And Austin from I'm Empires is like standing next to me. He's like, yeah, aren't you in a
0: band? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, sold and me like, out, bro. Hey,
1: man, six months not touring. I'm, like, I'm trying to go out and play. Like, I want to do this. And um, so yeah, I went out and did the first tour. And while I did my first tour with them, uh, yeah, everything in I'm Empire's camp was just kind of getting more and more stale. And You know, the record finally came out while I was on that tour um, and Disciple had asked me to play with them. So I had this decision to make of, am am I going to tell Disciple I'm going to play with them or, you know, go back home and wait for something to happen with I Am Empire. And I just felt like uh, nobody wanted anything to happen with I Am Empire bad enough to where it was like um, we were going to go out and work to get that again. Sure. Because like we'd worked so hard for the opportunities we had. You know, it wasn't like one person's fault. It was really strange. And, and we never had like a final thing or like a meeting or a, a fight or anything. Like when I go home, we all hang out. And I play guitar for some tracks Austin did recently. And uh, Eric's got another band he plays with. Josh does music. It's it's very cool and fortunate that we're all still like close. But uh, is there like, you know, guilt and that sense of like responsibility that you know I'm the one that left and then <laughs> it stopped absolutely but um yeah it was just time it, I really did feel like it was what god wanted me to do and you might look at it and say well oh yeah of course you'd think that cuz you know you're going to go and tour with this bigger band but it was a hard decision you know the the knowing too that i would have to eventually move out here uh it wasn't like this easy thing where it's like you know oh yeah i'm going to you know upstream to a bigger band and you know just keep my life and it'll be cool it's like you want to trade that for everything and but it's uh very obvious it's where he wanted me to be and wanted me to go and kevin feels the same way you know the rest of the the new band is in that same boat where it was this obvious thing where it worked because they had other people lined up before me uh that they wanted to have planned yeah. the band but yeah. it just for whatever reason didn't work out and you know here i come just saying you know oh hey call me <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's awesome how that works out yeah. so
0: you joined what was it probably january 2013 yeah is that, that right? was my first show so this is this is funny I've, i haven't told a lot of people i've told you this but um we are halfway through 2012 we we had already recorded our album we went to la yeah. in like April May 2012 we yeah. came home in June uh, from LA and we were just kind of waiting on the album to come out uh, label said management said hey listen you guys don't need to tour right now uh, we don't have a single ready we, ha- we don't have anything so there's no point in you touring so we were all kind of hunting for jobs because we weren't yeah. I mean, the band essentially was kind of on pause till the album got mixed and mastered yeah. and we hadn't built up enough clout to be able we didn't have any songs to tour at the time we didn't have anything on the radio so we're all waiting and i that's when um, I started working at Mo's Southwest Grill I lived at some apartments actually just down the road the village apartments and it was within walking distance it's actually why I wound up at Mo's. there's a whole little shopping center and I went and applied to literally every single company <laughs> in the whole shopping center I'm not going to tell you but I'm only going to be here for a little while now we expected our album to come out uh, late summer 2012 maybe early fall then it then we thought well maybe september 2012 october maybe sometime in december think again so we uh we um played with disciple i think at a festival in september-ish mm-hmm. um right. uh, that year and uh, we saw an accident we actually headed back to our hotel we saw a horrible yeah. accident i flipped his tr- his car end over end. him and his wife he was drunk anyway oh um, my yeah God. that was crazy so uh I guess probably <laughs> right before they played Christmas Rock Night. Yeah. Um, so right before Kevin had met you, uh, I was walking home from Moe's, and I remember it was very cold, and I get a call, and it says Kevin Young, and I was just elated because, you know, Leeds singer yeah. of my favorite band's giving me a call, but he remembers that I exist. Um, and, uh, and now he had mentioned, because I think, Andrew had quit. They just got Josiah now. Maybe he knew that Micah, yeah, uh, would be leaving at that point. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he was kind of talking to us, Justin and I, and like he, you know, kind of dropped a hint, like, "Hey man, I'm kind of looking for a guitarist." And so I remember him calling me and and being like, "Hey man, you guys did Winter Jam, and you've done a couple festivals this this year, but you haven't done anything else. I mean, is everything okay? Are you looking for a band? Because." Mm-hmm i would really be interested in in uh, maybe having you come play with us even if it's just for a little while yeah um you know, i don't want to ruin anything if you have anything else going on but you know and and uh, i think i think the timeline that he was he was kind of talking about because i was like well i would love to just come and fill in for a little while um but we actually went out on a tour with red but he was kind of like i don't know if your band is broken up or not but if you're <laughs> yeah. looking yeah he you know, doesn't want to
1: poach anybody like he yeah. was so nervous with me like you know i don't want your band to hate me like you know i'm not stealing you you're you want to do this right
0: yeah so it's funny so so yeah so i'm, I'm <laughs> i felt i felt bad at this you know i would just love to play with disciple for you know even for a show just to say i did um but, I'm, you know, I'm glad that he that he found somebody who is far, far better uh, than I will ever dream of being. You're an incredible guitarist. Oh, guitar, yeah, whatever. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's really that area of Yeah,
3: there. No
0: <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> it out <deep. laughs> No, Well,
1: man, uh, the funny thing is, to, to qu- sort of give you my side of the story, I did this first tour with them, and I came home in March. It was a long tour for, you know, a couple months, and... Uh, yeah, he'd ask me if I want to you know, join the band. And I kind of said, yeah, but like let me think about it. <laughs> and I was in the middle of that process. The I'm Empire record was coming out. And they were going to do some shows in April and May. And uh, I could be a little bit off on my timeline. But uh, they ended up playing them um, as a four-piece without me. And he was going to do some more stuff after I got married in the summer. I want to say it was September-ish. I don't know somewhere in the middle of that 2013 year he was like yeah um you know i want to get you out here but it's too expensive to fly you and uh you know if i need to you know fly you out and pay you to play like it's not going to make sense but uh there's this guy jake jones he plays with we human he's going to come out <laughs> and play and it'll be totally cool and you know i'll give you a call again when uh xyz happens and opens up and now mind you my only knowledge of you guys at this time is him telling me that you two are the best guitar players in christian rock music <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that's actually what he said he's like, yeah, he he's like oh yeah they're, they're by I'm far saying. the best guitar players in christian rock music those you know one's one's over here <laughs> 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 then other guys over
0: here yeah they're just they're just both awesome that's my that's my jam
1: and so i was like crap and uh he said that you were going to come you know uh come out and play and i remember i had this conversation with my wife like so i'm gonna lose this job and disciple if i don't if i'm not available to do this tour so we actually made i forget what kind of financial scheduling type of decision where uh i like i might have paid for one of my flights or something to, to go and do this run so that you couldn't <laughs> play. Oh, <geez.
3: laughs> oh my and God. It's like some <laughs> weird oh. cannabinoids. Wow, so that? That, <laughs> no, do you guys want to fight? Job, and <laughs>
1: so, so here's the deal. I obviously didn't know you. This is like two and a half years ago. And uh, I was just convinced that if you played a show with them, then they would just keep you because <laughs> you That's told me you funny. were awesome mm. and you already lived in Nashville. So I was like, all right so we uh, we did some. I can't remember exactly what it was but we did some kind of thing to make sure I could do this run
3: payday loan place yeah it wasn't like crazy <laughs> but
1: it was like you know something that yeah. we wouldn't have normally done nice. so well I, done. I could do that run and now I just feel horrible because I had no idea Disciple was like your favorite band
0: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yes. and that you're like this, you know, cool like, say, buddy of everybody. No, it's okay. That, I, I came home. Back tears. I think I came home. I want to give you my guitar for like no, a full no. tour it's, and I'll <laughs> come back when, when it's over. I, I came <laughs> home and I think I called
0: this guy and, and was like, Justin, you're never going to believe the phone call I got. Kevin Young just called me and asked me if I wanted to like play some shows with Disciple. I was like, I was so excited. He um, had
3: diarrhea, and it,
0: but no, for real. It, it really, even even if uh, even if you hadn't done that, I really couldn't have because we went out with Red. Um, in, oh, okay. in support of our first oh, single, which was better, which was Strike Back, yeah, for our, our song. But um, no, I have I have always I uh, you know I've always hoped for wanted maybe that one opportunity so yeah. if, you know i mean if you get in a really strange automobile accident in the parking lot as soon as we're done filming this <laughs> maybe <laughs> with a Just baseball bat working. or something if all your fingers fell off as you were walking That's the door, nice um i would definitely fill in yeah uh, no no it's uh it's 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 cool I've, yeah. i c- i can't think of a better guitarist um that that uh kevin could have got your Uh, thanks dude um, and this is you know something to young aspiring musicians as well um and we we see this a lot in the studio the good and the bad but um being able to play your instrument well which you really really are phenomenal i've watched you play many times um every time we play with you guys i'm I think we're all just right there. It's like a freaking Um,
3: L'Oreal commercial with like Mount Steen (laughs) (laughs)
0: going. No, 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 but you guys really, you're really incredible. But, but being good at your instrument is only half the battle. There are a trillion amazing guitarists out there. And I think guitarists, especially because everybody wants to be a guitarist. You can buy cheap guitars. Everybody can learn. It's in YouTube. It's not that, it's not that hard, amazing guitar instructors uh, that are offering incredibly great prices. Uh, you know, especially for guys that are in the music industry that that know what they're yeah. talking about, that know skills that will actually apply to touring, you know, the world. Um, but but uh, sorry, I got off on that tangent. No, but all that <laughs> to say, um, I really, really just um, lost my train of thought. Yeah, well, you're just, I think, the- about to. Make the
2: point of being good at your instrument. is oh, yes, yes, yes. so so we can part, always yeah. go back to bat bombs in World War II no. and <laughs> Captain <Yeah>. America. Like <laughs> okay. I've, I've just been thinking about that. And Hydra is real. Hydra <laughs> is a. Yeah. Okay, okay,
0: Hydra. no, but for real, but for real. So, so, uh, so, being able to play your your yeah. instrument is only one half, and when I say one half, I mean fifty percent of the battle. Yeah. Um, because there really are plenty of good guitarists out there. It's being oh, a yeah. person that is a cool hang, someone that you can. Because being in a band is way different than I ever thought it would be. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be, especially on the relationship aspect, because you Mm -hmm. are cooped up, whether it's a van or a bus, you're cooped up with these people in a rolling tin can for days, (laughs) months, (laughs) years on end all day every day yeah. you spend i mean think about the amount of time you spend outside of your bus compared to the amount of time you spend inside of it and it's, it's a ridiculous prison.
3: Yeah. it's it's like a prison cell that's even smaller than a prison cell <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: you're
1: paying to be, you're there. A little paying coffin. To be there yes oh, you, and you're only you're allowed
0: bunk? to pee in the toilet so or uh, um, in the sink but that's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's true that was always my favorite i, I know, never moved that on the bus
1: and if you do you're taking it out the window yourself yes,
0: <laughs> yes. uh yeah, so, so uh, you know, being a cool hang is, is um, yeah. so, so important.
1: One of them was mentioning earlier that just being a good person is important to this whole thing we're talking about. And that's probably the best bit of wisdom we could give because, yeah, like you're saying, close proximity, no separation from these people. And you really have to be the type of person that can go two weeks without getting in an argument or forgetting to put on deodorant or whatever your
0: you know your thing might be all right well it looks like uh listening people want to do. <clears throat> looks like all of our gopros have officially died yeah, i think we've, we've reverted to cell phones and and flip cameras and everything trying to uh trying to do this but it's a good three hours long so yeah, is yeah love yeah. the company up to seven hours now uh but plus um but no, man, I, Andrew, I, I really appreciate you coming in and, and hanging out with us and kind of just, just a talking shop. And um, like I said, you know, Andrew Stanton from Disciple. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. An incredible band, a band that's been doing it for a long time. And, and really, that's yeah, just a testament to, um, you know, if you if you want it, you got to work for it. Um, yeah, man, man, we're just stoked to have you.
1: Yeah, dude, yeah, dude stoked to be here. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Won't be the last time and we've seen you. Uh, no. No, not at all. I don't know. No,
4: let's
0: it's us good well, play in to Texas. Charge the
4: GoPros. might yeah. <laughs> be the last time we see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the last yeah. time
0: you guys have seen me for this episode. For this episode. All right. Wait. Are you taking your shirt off? Andrew, put your shirt back on. <laughs> <What's up laughs> sorry. That? No, it's, Come no, on, it's okay. Come on, buddy. Put it's your shirt right. That's a nice tattoo. Let's end on a random movie (laughs) quote. Everybody
3: has to have a movie quote right now. Don't even go here. I'll start with mine. Uh, Grant the right of cream a knock to excellent gosh. idea sire what is that from that's fucking braveheart braveheart I know that quote thing yeah I'm overthinking ra- it now but yeah they, <laughs> they're breeding yes, out all the scots yeah. yeah remember that and the guy goes yeah. Yeah. and tries to take that woman on the wedding night and yeah that's what starts the whole quarrel it's one of my favorites something the Bruce the Bruce, the the Bruce Robert guy. the Bruce Robert
1: the Bruce, <laughs> Robert the Bruce. there um, yeah just just friends uh <laughs> One of the best quotes is, you got this, you live in California, he's Jersey, he skis in his jeans, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's Dinkleman, Dinkleman, Dinkleman. <laughs> Just friends, Ryan, dude, Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Have you seen The Proposal? No. I but it. I heard it's, it's hilarious. Though. I mean, I don't love that movie, I <laughs> no eat whey protein and lift weight things. Waiters, weights, Sports. heavy <laughs> weights on my arms, big arms.
1: Disclaimer: Just friends does have bad words.
0: All right, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for coming and hanging out with us. Dude, my pleasure. And uh, Justin Forshaw, Andrew Stanton. Yep. Luke, I, I always want to call you. You Luke. look straight Luke at me. Brooks. What the heck? Well, I always <laughs> want to say Luke Brooks because it sounds awesome. But Brooks Holt, hey. Luke Andrews. God, I'm Jake <laughs> <laughs> Jones. This Thank is the me. ruined radio. Vodcast. K, bye. Uh, here at rms studios in nashville uh hit us up we do all kinds of amazing things recording producing mixing you we'll can, make you sound good uh, we got facebook
3: twitter instagram I mean, you can find us all jakejonesproductions.com
0: yeah. evapors uh, sinister guitar picks sinister guitar picks Woo-hoo. uh no kimmy g's cafe will be kimmy g's. Hitting g's. Hitting g's. more, more of that soon uh, anyway thanks so much for listening and we will be back very very soon we love you okay bye